Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Have you ever wondered why so few people actually live the life of their dreams? It seems like all of us have a vision for how we want our lives to be, but very few of us seem to achieve those dreams and make them a reality. Why is it that some of us go for it and succeed, while most of us feel held hostage to a life we don't want? If you've ever struggled with making your dreams become a reality, then this episode is for you. It's time you learned the number one reason why you aren't living the life of your dreams and how you can make your dreams come true. Hello, creators. Hey, this is Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you to another episode of Create You. Hey, I'm so happy that you've joined me today. I will be talking about the number one reason why you aren't living the life of your dreams. Now, I know I'm taking for granted the fact that you might actually be living the life of your dreams, and if you are, kudos to you. I hope that you are enjoying a fulfilling and awesome and fun future and present for yourself. And hopefully you're contagious and you're handing off that opportunity to others. If you are not in that category, then today is for you because we're going to be talking about why we get held back and held hostage from where we want to be on the process or in the process of creating the life of our dreams. First, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who has responded to our first few episodes of Create You. It's been such a great response that you guys have been sharing with your friends and we're seeing uh, worldwide influence already. Such a great thing to know that people are listening and that they're responding and they're having a great time uh, with your material. Hey, if you guys can continue to push it for me, that would be so great. Just keep sharing. Keep telling your friends about it. We're in the iTunes store now. Please don't forget to leave us some reviews uh, and, and tell everybody what you think about the show. And don't forget to share it with all your friends and family, pe- maybe even people you don't know. Just tell them that, hey, this is the place to be if you want to break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. Uh, and this guy, Jeremy, he's crazy and he's passionate and it's a lot of fun. And I hope you're having fun listening to me, at least as much fun as I'm having sharing all this awesome stuff with you. So without further ado, let's head into today's topic. The number one reason you or anyone isn't living the life of their dreams. So here's the thing. We all enter this world with dreams for how we want our lives to turn out. Dreams where we envision the world we want, you know, doing what we love with the love of our lives and giving love to the world around us in big and life-changing ways, making a difference every single day. And then we grow up. We grow up and, and, and reality starts to set in. People that were once so encouraging towards the ideas and the dreams that we had of how life could and should be, they suddenly decide that it's now time for us to grow up, to get a haircut and to get a job and to pay the bills. They want us to find a more certain path in life. It's not that their intentions are bad. It's just that they don't want us to suffer without what they think we need 
to make life work. So they want us to find a certain path in life so that we can have stability and that we can have success with certainty. The problem is, before we know it, we're walking down a path that we didn't want. We're walking into a life that we didn't expect or plan for, and we're settling for far less than our hearts desire. You know, it's been said that many people have their first heart attack between 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday. The time when, you know, you're going back to your work, going back to maybe a job that you hate and that you dislike, going back and doing something that you know you got to give your time and talent and energy to and you don't even really want to do it. It's unfortunate but true that heart disease is the number one killer of people here in America. And a lot of them happen, statistically speaking, on Monday mornings from the stress of having to return to a place that you don't want to be. And you know what's even worse than that? We give up on our dreams. Somewhere in the process of of this journey that we're on, we gave up on the things that we really wanted. We stopped thinking about what could be and we started settling for what we have, what is, what we think is unchangeable, what we start to tell ourselves a story. We start to live in this story that people don't really live their dreams. And you know, being adult means growing up and not having dreams like that anymore and just you know, getting that paycheck and making sure that everybody's taken care of at all times and making sure that we never have any hardships or adversity. But you know what? Safe is boring. Safe is boring. And when we stop demanding that the world change for the better and we start living as a slave to the demands that the world places on us, we lose. We lose. You know, as a life coach, I see this storyline play out over and over again with every single client. I've even seen it in my own life sometimes when I start settling for things. And there's really only one reason we don't live the life of our dreams. There's really only one reason we don't go after it with passion and with purpose and pursue the life that's set in front of us that only we can make manifest. You know, only one reason we give up on the life that we want to settle for the life that we have. And it's the thing that holds our greatness hostage. And it's the thing that keeps us from achieving success in every single endeavor. Do you want to know what it is? It's fear. Fear. The F word. The thing we seem to feel so much of, but we don't want to feel at all. So how do we conquer it? And and what can we do to overcome it? Because the truth is, fear is the only thing standing between you and the life of your dreams. You know, not that long ago, I had a dream where I woke up to the sounds of my son screaming in his bedroom. I went into his room, I ran down the hallway, ran into his room, and I flipped on the light where he was just panicking and he was pointing to something in his bed. It was terrifying. He was just really upset. So uh, while I you know, pushed him to the side, I fearlessly pulled back the covers just to show him that the boogeyman isn't real, right? <laughs> And I was terrified myself to find a long black snake curled up at the end of his bed. Now, it's a dream, but still, you know how you just feel how some dreams are so completely real? 
That's how this one felt. And I don't know about you, but I share Indiana Jones' feelings about snakes. I hate snakes. My earliest childhood memories of snakes come from a super bad experience with a python at a petting zoo. And let's just face it, I probably, you know, modified that story in my mind wildly over the years, if you know what I mean. I've probably expanded what actually happened to make it worse than it was. But the, 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 the thing is, I've never looked back after that. I don't like snakes. So when I pulled back the covers in my son's bed in my dream and I see a snake, that's no small thing. That's a big deal to me. Because it represents my fears. It represents the things that scare me most about moving forward in my life, my work, and my relationships. It represents the things I'm sure I won't be enough for. The things I'm sure I'll get rejected if I do. So it's a big deal to be standing there facing my fears in this dream. In the representation of a snake, standing there, staring at this thing, just stuck in the fear and that feeling of paralysis that I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to take action and I just didn't know anything that would help the situation. I don't know if you guys have ever been in anything like that before, but it felt so real. So real. The funny thing about fear is that it's the most common emotion we feel as human beings, and yet we treat it like it's a thing that needs to be eradicated and sequestered and put away somewhere in safekeeping, and we don't want to bring it out. It's something that we all feel, though. And from time to time, you know, we know it's there. Some of us feel it more often than others, but none of us want to talk about it. You know, our society attempts to make fear something that's uncommon in our daily lives, but it's not true. You know, we all have the tendency to feel as though our fears should never be shared or that we can't be vulnerable with them, that that the fears are somehow alien to the rest of the fearless world, and that if we're feeling these emotions, then we must not be strong enough, courageous enough. But it's just not true. In fact, in her groundbreaking research work on vulnerability, shame, and fear, Dr. Brene Brown has identified that some 80% of humans are engaged in the struggle to feel worthy of love and belonging, which causes them to feel anger and fear and shame regularly. And of the 20% that feel worthy of love and belonging, they still feel fear but they don't let it stop them in their tracks. They've learned how to feel it, how to recognize that it's there, and and how to take action in spite of the negative messages it sends them. So maybe this should be telling us something. By the way, if you've never been in touch with Dr. Brene Brown's work, I highly suggest it. Her book, Daring Greatly, is a great place to start. Uh, Wonderful insights. Another great book was The Gifts of Imperfection, Beautiful work. If you struggle with fear and shame and feeling vulnerable in your daily life and fear, I mean, anything that's, that, that would hold you back internally, emotionally, I encourage you to go check out her work. Beautiful stuff. Now, moving on. You know, 
the 80% of humans engaged in a struggle to feel worthy with a 20% that feel worthy, but they still feel things. They just do them anyway. This should be telling us something because in my view, there are really only two fears in all of life, only two fears that any of us could experience at any one moment. Now, we like to think that there are tons of different types of fear. We like to label them and name them and categorize them and put them in all sorts of boxes and places. And, you know, we like to, you know, uh, make, make it out that the human experience is much more difficult and complex than it actually is. But the reality is there's really only two kinds of fear that hold us back from living the life that we dream of. One the fear of not being enough, and two, the fear of not being loved. So the fear of not being enough is commonly referred to as the fear of failure. Are you familiar with this? It shows up whenever we're asked to do almost anything that's out of our comfort zone, anything that's beyond where we feel comfortable. And then when we feel inadequate, like we don't know what we're doing, and we feel like we're not going to be able to accomplish it well or sometimes perfectly. Can I hear any perfectionists in the audience? Then what has been, uh, you know, what we begin to focus on then is all the excuses and all the reasons that we can't be successful, all the reasons that we won't be successful. And then we start to avoid the action that we need to take altogether, all because we don't feel like we're enough. Does this sound familiar to you? Are there things in your life right now that you are fearing because you think you're going to fail and you've just avoided them altogether? You've made a story and some excuses and you've backed it up with lots of justification telling yourself that you're not ready for it. You're not qualified for it. You don't have it in you. You're not adequate enough for it. Have you had any of those going on inside of you? That fear of not being enough leads to the second fear, the fear of not being loved, because this is more widely referred to as the fear of rejection. And this is what many of us are really afraid of, that when we're not enough, that we won't be loved. It shows up whenever a connection with another human being is on the line. So like when we have to strike up a friendly conversation and we don't know what uh, to say, or we don't know if it will be reciprocated. Um, when we have to release our work to the world and we don't know how other people will respond, believe me, that tripped me up big time when it came to this podcast. Hey, when we have to stand up for ourselves in a relationship, you know, when we have to stand up and have a conflict because we don't like what's happening and we're not sure what the reaction is going to be from the other party. When we, be, then, you know, what happens to us is we begin to focus on the pain of the process. The imaginary thing that's going to happen to us if we take this step and this action. And, and, and we don't focus on the joy of the outcome that we really want by taking the action. And then we'll do almost anything to avoid that pain. We'll avoid the conversations. We'll put off the podcast, right? Which is what I was struggling with. Uh, we'll put up with abuse in relationships just so we don't have to feel the sting of not being loved, of being rejected. Does this happen to you? Has this ever happened to you? It's happened to me many, many times. You know, when you have something so close to you that you want to share it with the world, but you're just not sure how they're going to receive it. Or there's anything that's going to move you forward and closer to your dream. It's going to get the resistance of fear. 
Because that's how we work. It's fear is, is, is a test. It's constantly testing us to find out if we're going to be persistent enough to live the life of our dreams. So, of course, it's happening to you. It's happening to everyone. The truth is, you know, we get faced with a decision to make our world look more like our dreams or to settle for the life we know we don't want. So many of us are living in a life we know we don't want, but we're afraid to take the steps to live the life that that we want in our dreams, that we know we can have, that we know we're capable of, that we know we have the potential to have. And why do we know we have the potential to have that? Because we have the vision for it. If it wasn't something that you could have, you would not have the desire. The desire has been placed in you, for you, for your family, for the people around you to move forward, to click this whole story forward. You have been given something special, a divine assignment to accomplish, and that's part of what you desire. It's part of what it means to honor the dream that's in you because you have something that only you can give to the world while you are here. I believe that truly, and I hope you believe it as well. Because while we're on that path, it's going to require us to summon the courage to feel the fear and do it anyway. We're going to have to feel that fear, have the courage to stand up and face those fears and do it anyway. We're going to have to have the compassion to love ourselves, to love ourselves enough so that we don't need the approval of others. Because if we keep living our life in deference to the expectations of everyone around us, then we're never going to live the life of our dreams. You know, one path uh, doesn't require anything of us. It just requires us to sit still and be a victim to our emotions because we're just afraid that we won't be enough and that we'll just get rejected. But the other path requires courage and compassion, requires us to take action, toward the life that we want. So which one will you choose today, my friend? Which one will you choose? Think about this. There are several emotions that both animals and humans share in common. For instance, both animals and humans feel joy and happiness. Have you ever seen like a happy dog? It's so cute, right? We feel sadness. We both feel anger. And we both feel what? Fear. We both feel fear. When animals feel fear, they allow themselves to feel it, and then when the perceived threat is gone that they were fearful of, then they go back to neutral. But we, as humans, have the additional power of intellect, and we don't function only on instinct like animals do. And because of that, because our minds can get in the way, we can be experiencing a moment of sheer terror, And outwardly not be showing a thing. Because we can refuse to allow the emotions to be felt, to be processed through us. The problem with that is, where does the energy go? Where does the energy go that fear created in our emotions? Well, then it gets stuck. It gets stuck in our bodies. It gets stuck in our minds. It gets stuck in our psyche. Waiting to remind us of any other moment that feels the exact same way so that we can avoid it altogether. It's the idea that, you know, when something resonates with the fear that you already experienced, then you're just going to avoid it completely. 
And the worst part is many of us begin to live in that state of fear and become completely emotionally dense. We become unable to feel anything because we've numbed ourselves to the fear. And, and when we numb ourselves to fear, we numb ourselves to all the other good stuff too. But the good news is we can easily overcome fear by first acknowledging that it's there. So first, just acknowledge that it's there. It shows up and it makes us feel things. By allowing ourselves to feel it and understanding that it's only there to help us, we can really change the way we feel about fear. You know, really fear is just, you know, a light on the emotional dashboard telling us that there might be some danger under the hood. But it doesn't have to stop the car from moving. And it doesn't have to stop us either. In fact, one of the best ways to rid ourselves of the fear of any moment is to feel that fear, face it, and do it anyway. Do you remember my dream? I was stuck looking at this snake in the bed wondering what I was going to do. Well, I saw that snake. And my heart fell because my first thought was I would not be able to handle this. I would not be enough. I started to feel that fear of panic that you feel, you know, and the anxiety started to take over my body. I could feel the chemicals rushing through me and flowing through my bloodstream. But then I looked at my son. I looked at his face and I realized he needed me to become the person, the father, the man that saves him from this terrifying surprise that was in his bed. He was relying on me to protect him and to get this thing out of his room. And it was in that moment that I remember how it felt to shift. I shifted. My focus shifted. I fearlessly grabbed an empty pillowcase from the closet. I coaxed that snake into it. I carried it outside and I released it into the yard. I then ran back inside. I scooped up my little man and I wanted to let him know that everything was going to be all right. I didn't worry for one second while I was taking action that I was going to be enough. Why? Because my focus was completely on him and who I needed to be for him and how I wanted to show up in that moment. You know, my coaching mentor, Tony Robbins, once said, people will do far more in service to others than they will ever do for themselves. So one way to overcome fear and live the life of your dreams is to focus on who you'll be serving when you take action. The fear won't go away, but it will enable you to feel the fear and do it anyway. Another way to live beyond fear is to understand its power in the opposite direction. If fear were just an emotion that had no thoughts, then it would be simple to release and get rid of. But it always seems to engage our imaginations, doesn't it? It gets us to start thinking of wild scenarios about the worst things that could possibly happen and make us feel like we're not enough and that we're not loved and that we are going to screw this up, right? And since fear uses our imagination in a wild and untamed way, it can be a bit like um, if you've ever seen the kids in the city in the summertime and they open up that fire hydrant to, to, to cool off, right? But the, the water is just spraying wildly all over the place and it has no direction, Right? So if those kids wanted to put out a fire, that water really wouldn't help them that much because it can't be directed. But when a fireman brings that fire hose and puts it on that fire hydrant, now we have tamed water. We have tamed power. We can point that thing in any direction we want, and we can use it to our benefit. So think about how 
that happens in your own life. If we want to gain control of what what happens in our lives with fear, when it starts to take control of our imagination, we want to take that that power of our imagination and direct it in the opposite direction and direct it in the path that's going to bring us usefulness and help benefit us in this moment. So when fear shows up and you start to imagine all the bad things that are going to take place and and everything that you're going to do wrong and how you're not going to be enough and how you're not going to be loved and how you're going to screw this whole thing up, then all I need you to do is remember to attach that hose and direct your wild imagination in the direction that will help you take action towards the life of your dreams. Because when you direct your focus to the outcome that you really want, then you'll go through the pain of what makes you uncomfortable to achieve the results you really and truly desire. Because the truth is, my friend, fear is never going to go away. And if we're honest, we don't really want it to. Because sometimes it can be useful in situations that call for us to pay attention. I know you can probably think of times when fear has actually helped save you from a moment where you shouldn't have been and maybe where you might have gotten hurt. But fear was never meant to stop us from fulfilling our potential and honoring our dreams. Focus on who you're serving with the actions that you're afraid of and focus on the outcome that you really desire if you want to overcome the fear that holds you back. So here's your challenge this week. Here's the challenge, my friends. I want you to think of one thing that will take you less than one hour to accomplish that you're not doing because you're afraid of how it's going to turn out. One thing that takes less than one hour to accomplish that you haven't been doing, that you've been avoiding because you're afraid of how it's going to turn out. It can be a phone call you need to make. Maybe it's a letter you need to write, a home project you need to address, a car problem you've been ignoring, uh, a project that you know logs the memories of your children. I do not know what it is, but whatever it is, you've been telling yourself that you can't do it, and I need you to tell yourself that you must do it. Because if you can't, then you must. Did you catch that? Say it with me. If you can't, then you must. Face your fears, feel them, and do it anyway. Feel that power of knowing that you conquered your comfort zone and you stepped outside of it towards the life you were made to live. Let yourself feel the freedom of a life that's not stalled out by fear. You deserve it, friend. And the world around you is waiting for you to come alive. Hey, I'll close our time together with a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. So friends, go create the life of your dreams this week. If you can't, then you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Face your fears and take action in spite of them by focusing on your outcome and on the people that you're serving. Don't let your fear control your fate. Thanks for listening. 
For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources. While you're there, you can sign up to receive three free chapters of my book, Your Best is Next, where I talk in greater detail about how to create the fulfilling future you desire. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store, and don't forget to share the love with all your friends on social media. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then you can join me on my Facebook page or on Twitter by using the hashtag CreateU. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on CreateU, and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be interviewing leadership expert Chris Robinson about how to develop the leader within you. It's going to be a great discussion and one I know will help you increase your impact and make a bigger difference in the world. Until then, this has been Jeremy Flagg, reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you.